MSW Media. News was swearing. Daily beans, daily beans, daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Wednesday, December 11th, 2019. Today, the House introduces articles of impeachment. Bill Barr and Trump spin the IG report while the FBI director accepts the findings. Rick Gates sentencing. Lavrov meets with Trump at the White House. I'm your host, AG, and with me today are Jordan Coburn. Hello. And Amanda Reeder. Hello. Welcome back. Thank Yay. you. Yes. <laughs> Welcome back. Okay, it's held on the fort without me. Welcome yes. back. <laughs> Boomer song in your face. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, I'm feeling good today. I feel better than yesterday. Yesterday was just like, meh. I felt yucky yesterday. I don't know why. I think I just like sort of hit a wall and was like, mm, I need a bath or something. And mm-hmm. it's just a weird <laughs> day. You know, I just need to wash this shit off me, wash this tyranny off my skin. Yeah. <laughs> wash the tyranny off my skin. Yeah, it's a lot. You know, I think it's a lot for anyone, but we all like put so much of our energy into mm-hmm. a project which is like you know talking about some heavy shit there's a lot of shit going on so yeah, yeah. i also tried watching marriage story amongst all of this oh, and yeah. what's that that was a wrong call <laughs> what is that it's it's a, the new movie with scarlett johansson and adam driver about uh a, getting a divorce basically adam driver's in everything he is yeah, he really is. Yeah, it's directed by Noah Baumbach. What else has he done? Mm-hmm. Yeah, other things. Oh, he does the movies with Greta Gerwig. He's that guy. Oh, it's yeah. a great movie. Okay. It's just heavy. It's heavy. It's heavy. it's heavy. So then I like stop watching the movie, start researching this shit, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> no, <laughs> you can't break. <laughs> no rest for the wicked. Also, yeah. Adam Driver seems to be pretty rad. Like I have, I've had a, I've had a cycle of feelings about him. At first, I was like, oh, I really like him. He's cute. And then I was like, no, he's everywhere. I'm annoyed by him. Get out of my face. And then I researched him more and realized that he used to be a marine and. Um, has this amazing nonprofit that helps um, that helps uh, uh, active duty service members to be able to connect with their art, wow. and you know, yeah, and he and that sounds he, like something up your alley. Yeah, so I was like, he's everywhere, and then I was like, wait, he deserves it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. always nice. Part of a veterans writers group. I'm still. I, th- I think I'm more on the he's everywhere. Yeah, stage. Yeah. I'll probably eventually get to the. Uh, I watched Marine. his TED talk about how what? he went from being a Marine to an actor. Wow. And I was like, okay, that sounds fantastic. Back I didn't know favor. that existed. Yeah, I'll probably like him a lot better now. Yeah. I'll totally. check out that TED Talk. Yeah. But anyway, point is, feelings. Lots of feelings. Yeah. yeah. Heavy. Heavy. Very heavy. Heavy stuff. Yeah. Bill Barr can suck my... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm excited to get Cack. into it. Cack. <laughs> Cack. <laughs> Calk. C-A-L-K. Yes. The guy that Manafort bribed, or bribed Manafort to be Secretary of the Army. That's yep. who. Yeah, that's that who, guy. That's who can suck it. Yep. Totes. All right. We do have a lot of news to get to, so let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. Okay, for only the fourth time in the history of the United States, the House Judiciary Committee has drafted articles of impeachment against the President of the United States. There are two articles of impeachment, which uh, I think I said yesterday. Let's listen to that clip. And then the, the fourth uh, point was, faced with the revelation of his pressure campaign against Ukraine, Trump directed an unprecedented effort to obstruct Congress's impeachment inquiry into his conduct. So mm-hmm. those are going to be two clear articles of impeachment, abuse of power and obstruction of Congress, and then probably obstruction of justice. 
So that was yesterday, and then an hour later the news came out um, that they were going to drop two articles of impeachment, and they did that this morning in a press conference. Then an hour later the Dems voted for USMCA, uh, which at first I was mad about. Like, why are you giving the president this win? Mm -hmm. Uh, but then I, la I realized later that, it, it, first of all, it takes away the Republican talking point that we can't legislate and investigate at the same time. Remember that whole Good thing? Point. You can't, mm -hmm. No legislation when there's an investigation. Right. Remember they tried to rhyme it and yeah. shit? Yeah, or when Matt Gates was championing all progressive causes <laughs> during the hearing on yeah. Monday saying, uh, we can't get climate change legislation done. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's... Really? That's, yeah. Sure, buddy. Yeah, he's oh, like, all, the, all these reforms we need to be working on climate change is like ruining the planet for the youth or whatever it's like for that's a youth. weird thing to slip <laughs> in there you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the youth yeah how old is matt gates nine not yeah he's really not that old he's yeah. de he's definitely not old enough to be as fucking senile as he is i think he's in his 30s probably he's 37 yeah yeah god damn seems about right i'm eight years older than that man <laughs> And so two articles of impeachment. And OK, so then they passed the USMCA and and I was like, fuck that. That's stupid. But it takes away that Republican talking point. Um, we can walk and chew gum at the same time, not to mention it helps American workers. It sets a higher minimum wage. Uh, it allows for unionization of workers in Mexico. We got a lot of what we wanted out of it. And so we shouldn't walk away from, uh, you know, forward moving legislation. It might not be everything we wanted, but it's good. Uh, and we shouldn't walk away just because Trump likes it. Mm -hmm. um, that would be putting party over country. We're not that party. So good on you. I'm okay with it. Yeah, that sounds great. I didn't know I was going to raise the minimum wage uh, for some for some auto workers, $16 an hour or something like that. Mm. And nice. uh, so there was just some stipulations in there that, Demo that Democrats wanted and mm -hmm. we got them. So and then ironically, the auto workers are going to be like, I love Trump. He raised my wages. <laughs> right. <laughs> totally. be like you Goddamn. Yeah. Yeah. Although today <laughs> he he signed an executive order to make Judaism an, an, a race oh. and not a religion. Well, I guess that settles that awkward question everyone always has. But the reason he <laughs> did it was so that they could stop the boycott Israel stuff oh, on BS. college campuses. Oh, wow. Yes. There's, that's why he did it. Wow. Because then now, now he can call it racist. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, this is really about using, I mean, look, I'm probably going to really stumble over this, but please forgive me. Um, but, you know, this is about not using them as a political football. And there's a lot of people saying, like, we are not your shield. Like, mm -hmm. Jewish people are not your shield to be, you know, like, Jewish people want to be able to protest Palestine on college campuses. Yep. So. Yeah, when I was on college council, every single year the divestment vote would come up. And it was, like, the Super Bowl for fucking little politico college kids. I say little, that's reductive. But we were, what it's about, though, is exactly what you're talking about, is um, upholding, you know, well, passing a resolution to boycott, divest, sanction. Because also, we divesting from companies that are profiting off of those human rights violations. So, like, mm -hmm. at the UC specifically, they invested, they have a lot of contracts with, like, CAT and all of these companies that directly send weapons to Israel that are used then directly against the Palestine, Pal the Palestines, the, Pal <laughs> the, the Palestinians, the Hadians. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's crazy. And that actually hits a lot closer to home uh, than I was anticipating. Yeah. Because of my personal experience with that. <clears throat> but I am white and therefore do not have nearly the experience that other people are going to have with that news. So You're that's Jewish, fucking right? shitty. I am half Jewish. Half I am. On my mom's side. Whatever, Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was Jewish, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, so, like, the... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, yes. No, no emails, God. Um, but 
yeah, it, I hope that they find a way to turn that around on him, mm-hmm. yeah, and shove it up his ass, mm-hmm. like to to use their now classification as a nationality against him somehow. Yeah, because there are a lot of protections mm-hmm. for race mm-hmm. that they would now be that the they would now be eligible for. Right. Yep. Well, unfortunately, I mean Stephen Miller. <laughs> But like, usually religion goes along hand in hand with that. So yeah. you don't really need to have that. So I'm just, I can't think of anything right now, but I think it's a dirty trick. Yeah. I also wonder if it's because there's been that letter that senators just sent to the White House, for example, saying that they need to fire Stephen Miller. And one of their biggest, you know, retorts to that is you're being anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. Now they can say you're being racist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are a lot of great tweets from Jewish people under the hashtag, ha- hashtag not your shield. Oh, nice. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Cool. So, well, not cool, but yeah. right. moving on. Yeah. Things uh, to know. Yeah. I always bookend things with cool, and then it makes it sound like what I just bookended is cool, and it's totally not. Yeah. People um, understand. Don't worry. I hope so. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a little tired of explaining everything to you. Yes. Uh, so, anyway, um, I'm glad that they passed the USMCA, but... The two articles of impeachment now, uh, we can go over them real quick because they're real short. It's only nine pages, and it's um, it's uh, abuse of power, mm-hmm. and that's strictly on Ukraine stuff. And the two parts of that are, of course, the withholding of aid and the and the um, that you know shadow policy mm-hmm. and uh, the quid pro quo stuff. And, yep. And then, of course, obstruction of Congress, and they only mention Ukraine, and but then they sort of hint at the Mueller obstruction. By saying this is a pattern of behavior from the president, but it's not explicitly listed as an article. So the Mueller obstruction of justice charges are not listed in these mm. articles at all. Uh, I was thinking they could do uh, abuse of power and obstruction of justice and under obstruction of justice put obstruction of Congress with the Ukraine stuff and then ob- obstruction of justice with the Mueller stuff. But they didn't do that. They are keeping it strictly Ukraine. Hmm. Uh, and and they mentioned, you know, by not getting the testimony of Vought and Mulvaney and a group of people, but they also failed to mention John Bolton and Kupperman. They're not listed. Really? Yeah. That is interesting. When we were talking about, when we were on the main episode that you weren't on, we were talking about the, the list of names of people that are not appearing because of the White House. And yeah, Bolton and Kupperman are in the news everywhere. So that's surprising that they didn't include them. Yeah, and I think it's mm-hmm. because uh, the key word here is is ongoing litigation. Uh, and the reason that Dems are saying now, because they've gotten a lot of backlash for not putting the Mueller obstruction articles in there, or article in there, uh, the obstructions of justice, if that's the plural, a kafefe of obstructions, um, that the reason they aren't is because they are that is part of an open and ongoing litigation. And that, those litigations are, of course, the McGahn testimony, mm-hmm. which is set to be heard January 3rd yeah. by the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, and the Grand Jeller, the, the <laughs> Grand Jeller, I keep doing that, <laughs> yeah. the Mueller Grand Jury Materials case, which is also set to be heard January 3rd by the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. Mm-hmm. And so because those are part of open litigation, they don't have, quote unquote, as Zoe Lofgren said, direct evidence, even though it's spelled out in the Mueller report, and that's what that was for. I think Mueller had assumed by now we would have had testimony on the underlying materials. Mm, and yeah. we just, we don't. Uh, those are being fast-tracked now, though. They're under the impeachment umbrella. We should have them soon. We'll see um, what, what uh, I know that, I, I, I like all my beans on, on January 3rd, the separation of power Super Bowls. I'm, I, I'm 100% certain they'll rule in favor of the House. And then 
then he'll appeal. He'll probably appeal and bonk. That won't be heard, I don't think. And then he'll appeal to SCOTUS, and then they'll have to do a stay, and then they'll have to they're doing everything that we just went through in the Mazars and Deutsche Bank cases. Mm-hmm. So, and, endless delays. And what? Endless delays. Yes, not endless yeah. though. They're, no, they no. Are, it is finite, and they are moving these things fast. So mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes. We'll see what this what the thing looks like. I'm, I'm guessing it'll be decided by June, but that's a ways away, and they don't want to wait to put those articles in here. Now the tax return stuff. That's different because, uh, you know, um, McConnell's come back and said, well, we're going to do the trial after Christmas. You know, okay, cool. So, we, you know, you want to hurry Christmas up and get is... it done, but after Christmas. All right. Yeah. Because Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> because Jesus. God damn it, this country has ruined everything. <laughs> <laughs> but you will not ruin Jesus. <laughs> yeah. If Turtle Dick Mitch has anything to say about it. <laughs> Immigrant refugee. Yeah. But uh, so, so that's kind of their, I think, what they're thinking. But I'm hoping that, you know, everyone is saying, mainstream media is saying they're going to vote. Uh, they are going to vote Thursday in the Judiciary Committee on the Articles of Impeachment, these two. Everyone's assuming next week they'll take that, send it to the full House for a vote, which they could do. Mm-hmm. Now, they can either hang on to those articles uh, before they send it to the full house or vote in the full house and hang on before they send it to the Senate because this Friday we're going to find out we're going to have a really uh, better understanding of the timeline on the tax cases and if they f- if they refuse the stay or deny c- cert um, in in those cases we could have the taxes by the end of the year and they might want to consider the finance committee might want to consider it. Now, a lot of people are like, won't it take months to review it mm-hmm. and all that other shit? And then, you know, it just pushes it back, pushes it back. I don't think so, because I honestly think they right. have it all, and it, they've already got it all prepared. Or they, they just know exactly what they're looking for. They just have to officially get it, right? you know, qu- uh, air quotes there, mm-hmm. before they can say they have it, you know, so before they can do anything about mm-hmm. it. We could see hearings in the in the House Finance Committee, uh, House Ways and Means Committee, Um whatever to but you know and then they might write up a report and add those articles of impeachment we could get the pence stuff added on to articles who knows so you you can legally then add on articles of impeachment later is what you're saying as long as you haven't sent it to the senate okay so we don't currently have a date for them sending it to the senate no No. okay we don't even have a set date for them voting it on the full house okay the only thing we know for sure is they're voting on in the judiciary committee this thursday okay and there's a presumption january is blocked out for the senate trial yeah okay Mm -hmm. and you can always bring up these this new evidence in the senate trial um but i believe that either roberts the just you know presiding chief justice john roberts would either have to approve it himself Mm. or give it to the house or to the senate to vote on it in which case, you it's a simple majority. You would need three Republicans, like Romney, Collins, and whoever, whoever, to be like, I want to see that, mm-hmm. for them to vote yes uh, and see and have that evidence admitted. McConnell doesn't want any of that. He probably doesn't want witnesses called. He wants to shut it down as soon as he possibly can, but there have to be opening arguments. There's a minimum. Mm-hmm. I just have to look and see what that is in, in the Senate rules, but there is a minimum. Um, but, you know, the, my fear is always it shuts down, then we get the tax stuff. And it's criminal. It's fucking federally criminal. Then what do we do? We just go, oh, look at that. Federally criminal. You could impeach him again. <laughs> but that looks stupid. But maybe it doesn't. Maybe it, maybe that's what they're planning on. Maybe mm-hmm. when they get that and the Mueller stuff, they throw together another impeachment. I, yeah. I honestly don't know what that looks like. It seems dumb. 
But it, it could oh, be, yeah. it could be like because at that point, June, we're five so months away close. from an it's election. Like Whack a mole. And mm. then their <laughs> argument of we're so close to the election has more of a has more power. Mm-hmm. I go ahead, Jordan. I, I mean, yeah, it's just time markers like that kind of cease to exist when again a criminal is actively in the White House, <laughs> yeah. constantly committing crimes. Mm-hmm. I don't really. That that argument to me has no bearing. But on. think of this though: like if we impeach him again in the mm-hmm. summer, and he gets removed a month before the election, and Pence yeah. pardons him, yeah, 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 then it's like fuck. He totally, yeah. It's definitely a question of it is a moral dilemma in what is effective versus what is right. Mm-hmm. What is right is to pursue his ass relentlessly until he's fucking gone yeah. and in jail. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what's right. Because when I, it, over this last summer, when I was like, we have to impeach him, we must impeach him, I was thinking for all of his crimes. And so to me, just impeaching him on this one thing just so you can impeach him doesn't seem like you're doing your duty under the Constitution. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless it's like... I agree. Unless it's like, well, you know, that guy killed and raped four women. We've got him on two. He won't admit to the other two. Mm-hmm. Let's get him on the two and at least get him in jail and off the streets. But like... It seems like there's enough to get him on all of those <laughs> things, though. But to leave emoluments out of it, to yeah. leave... There's so much left out. Yeah. What were you going to say, Amanda? When... I was just going to say... Something has shifted for me, too, in the last couple of days. And and um, apologies. I, I don't know if you guys discussed this yesterday. I haven't actually listened to yesterday's episode yet. <laughs> but, um, You're fired. <laughs> no, horrible. <laughs> fired. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm starting to get the feeling that, like, it doesn't matter what happens. The Senate is not going to convict him. And the, and the best hope is actually the Senate doesn't convict him. And then we can vote him out in 2020. That's I'm with you where that. I'm at. Yeah, kind of. and the Senate won't. And and the only good reason, because I put this to Twitter today, mm-hmm. I was like, tell me, and I'm not asking this in a snarky way because mm. it sounds like a dick question. Like, oh, well, fuck you. I said, what is the point of impeaching him now? Mm-hmm. How is that going to protect our elections? Yeah. What What is the point of not waiting until February? Mm-hmm. And the best answer I got was, we are tired. Mm-hmm. We're tired. <laughs> yeah. We're fatigued. Uh, there's nothing that can bring fatigued people out of this to be re-energized except an election. And so it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, we have to think about the greater application in the body politic and not just what are the rules and follow the rules. If we tried to impeach him for every fucking thing he did wrong, it would take till two years from now. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Maybe we could all just pick up cocaine for like a six-month time period. All right. I think that's what the children should do. That's what we should do. (laughs) That's what the children (laughs) should do. I'm just kidding. Obviously. Um, (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) Blow globe instead of the fact that I even have to say that is really sad, but... (laughs) I mean... (laughs) And it's like Daily to, Beans wants my children to do the pain. <laughs> yeah, if they're listening, this is a lesson in irony. Yes. <laughs> and hello uh, to the tweens who listen to us. Yes. Just it's it's like it's like that eating babies essay. Yeah. <laughs> who wrote that? I can't Thomas remember. I can't remember. Vic, Vic, the fuck. Thomas Paine? I don't know. The, 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 on babies? The philosopher? Or on moral ends or something? Let's look it up. Ah, Fuck. I don't remember. It's a great story, though. You should you should Is read it a it. short about, story. You should read it, kids. About eating babies. It's like an ironic essay okay. about how to deal with like immense poverty. A modest proposal. A modest proposal on moral ends is like some other 
boring philosopher, dude. <laughs> Bye. A modest proposal for preventing the children of poor people from being a burden to their parents or country for making them beneficial to the public. <laughs> Commonly really referred to as a modest proposal by Jonathan Swift. Jonathan Swift, my God! You, you, you got Nothing all that wrong, I said dude. was correct. <laughs> that's the Who full title. Who is Thomas Paine? That's, <laughs> that's the total. That's the full title. I know how to spell it. That's a modest proposal for preventing the children of poor people from being. A burden to their parents or country and for making them beneficial to the public. <laughs> Eat babies. <laughs> Save the planet. That's funny. Anyway, don't do cocaine. Yeah. <clears throat> don't eat babies. Yeah, also don't eat babies. All right. So our options going forward, they vote these two articles, send them to the Senate ASAP. Or they vote on these and decide whether they'll send it to the full House based on what SCOTUS decides this Friday, which we may not hear about until Monday, but we could hear Friday. Uh, or they vote in the judiciary, pass them, then we get news about fast-track tax returns, and they hold off on a full House vote until after the holiday break, until after we get those tax returns. Or they vote in the judiciary, we get uh, the news about fast-track tax, fast tax returns, and they vote in the full House to impeach next week, but don't send it to the Senate until we get to tax returns. Or finally, they vote in the judiciary this week, impeach in the full House next week, hope we get the tax returns before McConnell shuts down the Senate trial early, which he only needs a majority vote in the Senate to do after opening arguments. So, um, like I said, I was pretty upset when, when I found Mueller was totally left out because it makes it seem like Trump got away with it, the whole thing, the whole Mueller thing. Um, and I felt like him and Lavrov were laughing at us in the White House today. But then Cicilline, like I said, he, he said, look, we're leaving out Mueller obstruction articles because it's part of an ongoing litigation. So, Either they're waiting for those cases to be decided or they're not waiting for them. And like I said, Lofgren said they don't have direct evidence in the Mueller case, which is just weird, uh, unless she means, like I said, Congress hasn't gotten the direct testimony yet. But I don't understand why the report isn't enough. Mm -hmm. But apparently there were a lot of Dems who didn't want to include the Mueller stuff in there. Everyone was kind of over the Mueller thing, they said. I mean, that does... Okay. Right. Strategically, though... <laughs> very exasperating. Strategically, though, it does make sense because mm -hmm. their their constituents are over it. Yeah. I mean, we aren't because we're nerdy about it, but, like, the average person who doesn't pay attention is thinking... Yeah, I just don't get why eh, you can't just subsume I, it under the obstruction yeah, part of Article 2. I agree, and it's also frustrating because it's like, I don't want to bow down to vices anymore yeah. of, like... I, and that's not fair to, like call burnout a vice right because i know it's not it's not something that's ill motivated but read fucking pay attention step up be a citizen assume more out of your constituents like, that was the only thing is i felt like they thought i was too dumb or tired to handle it yeah you know like yeah. uh oh we shouldn't burden our constituency with this additional crime we should hold them accountable for it's like it, yeah it seemed weird to me but the fact that it's an ongoing litigation, there would be a good argument in the Senate, I think, to say, look, you never got the testimony. It's still waiting to be, mm -hmm. you know, it's still waiting to be determined by the courts. You need to wait for that. We can't, you know, we can't go forward with this evidence until we have it. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, just because Robert Mueller had the evidence doesn't mean Congress has the evidence because his was a criminal investigation. This is a ju judiciary process, a political process of impeachment. Which is why they had to have the hearings and, and do everything in the first place. Otherwise, they wouldn't have even tried to get the McGahn testimony. Who gives a shit? Right. So I figure they have to have it. Yeah. In order to include obstruction of justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it's 
all this is also particularly frustrating to me because in no in no place in the law does it say you know at the end uh and if everyone gets tired just move on <laughs> that that's that's <laughs> not what the fucking law is that's I not just I just don't think that's it. I really think it's because they couldn't get the testimony in Congress, and in Congress is where you have to have it in order for it to be part of impeachment. Yeah, but that doesn't address the whole constituency thing, really. No, it doesn't. I mean, but then, I but agree with just, what you're saying too. You know, but then explain that. Are we too dumb to understand that? That right. you're just going to say you're tired. We'll just go. Yeah. I mean, constituents are also the same reason that a lot of these Republicans aren't coming out for impeachment either, even if perhaps they feel it in their own moral compass Mm -hmm. you know like they are uh, there i mean i have to believe that this is the truth because it helps me because i there have to be some republicans who know that what they're doing is wrong Mm -hmm. and they're doing this because their constituents support donald trump Mm -hmm. either that or because they have they're compromised right that's something on them yes totally and i i believe in that because their constituency is small and shit so like why (laughs) why do you even fucking care (laughs) <laughs> 63 million people is less than 20% of the population. Yeah. No, I know. And it just frustrates me because you would think that you would think that if you if you are um an intelligent enough person to get you know elected to Congress that you would understand the law well enough to follow it. That yeah, girl it doesn't take much to but get no. elected. But no, House of Representatives. You see some right. of these motherfuckers. Right. Talk yeah. to Louis Gomert for like two seconds. <laughs> I know. You knock me down a little bit. You're like they're not that great. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm, sorry, I wish they were. Yeah, I know, they're right? Not. They should be. They are from certain states. But it's you... competitive in a lot of states, but there's just some states where it's like, ah, that's your that's your guy. Okay. But you grow up thinking that though, right? Mm. Am I wrong? Oh, Do totally. You grow up being like. People who are, are at this level of government are to be respected. Right. And they are knowledgeable and I trust them. Yes. Well, that I mean, that's why Trump was such a mindfuck, because everyone understands that to some degree, that yeah. there's some sort of meritocracy that must be governing this, you would fucking hope, until yeah. 2016, where it's like, oh, nope. And then he brings out all the special ones, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, mm-hmm. it's uh, I could run for Congress. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 100% you could. All right. Well, we got AOC out of it. What yes, that's we most ex- certainly do. We got a lot of examples. So I'm saying, like, the point is, he he. he people thought anyone can but fucking run now. New York is competitive. No, totally. But what I'm saying is, like, he did bring out the spirit of like anyone can fucking run, and that is a good thing. Like, yeah. it's a silver lining. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't compare. I wouldn't. They're not even close. Well, no, I know. I'm just saying. She did dance on the roof one time, though. So <laughs> I know. Unhinged. That video was God. unhinged. Adorable. Emotional. emotional. <laughs> White pantsuits and oh, yeah, whatever. No good argument. All right. We'll be right back with uh, the Lavrov meeting and the FBI director's reaction to the inspector general report on the oranges of the Russia investigation. Stay with us. Hey, friends. It's AG. This episode of Daily Beans is brought to you by Warby Parker, the new concept in eyewear. Warby Parker was founded by four close friends with the goal to create boutique quality glasses at a revolutionary price point. By circumventing traditional channels and engaging directly with customers through their website and retail stores, Warby Parker is able to provide high quality, great looking prescription eyewear at a fraction of the price. Glasses start at $95, including prescription lenses, and every pair is custom fit with anti-glare and anti-scratch coatings. What I love about Warby Parker is that they partner with nonprofits like Vision Spring to ensure that for every pair of glasses sold, a pair is distributed to someone in need. And if you need help finding the right pair, you just take the online quiz, answer a few quick questions. They'll suggest some great-looking glasses that are totally personalized to fit your face and style. And with their free home try-on program, which is my favorite, you order five different pairs of glasses, try them on for five days with no obligation to buy. They ship free, and they include a prepaid return shipping label. So head to warbyparker.com slash dailybeans to take the quiz and order your free home try-on. I really love both the quality and stylish look 
of my new glasses. I highly recommend getting them. Uh, my husband uses Warby Parker too. Download their app where you can use the brand new virtual try-on, allowing you to try on glasses, seeing the realistic color, texture, and size of each style using just your phone. If you need contacts, try Scout from Warby Parker. Comfortable, breathable, and affordable daily contact lenses made from super moist material that resists drying for lasting hydration and comfort. Wear Scout by Warby Parker contact lenses for less than $1.25 a day. Order a trial pack that includes six days worth of contacts for only five bucks and then receive $5 off your next Warby Parker order. Learn more again at warbyparker.com slash dailybeans. Order the free home try-on program or request a trial of Scout contact lenses for just $5. That's warbyparker.com slash dailybeans to learn more. All right, it's deja vu all over again as Lavrov visits Trump today. And no American press is allowed inside the room. Uh, there are rumors that they're going to discuss election security, which is laughable. Great. But um, the parallels are astounding, considering the last time Lavrov was here, Trump had just fired the FBI director, James Comey, <laughs> in a blatant criminal act of obstruction of justice. And just this morning, Trump tweeted out calling his current FBI director, Christopher Wray, uh, he called him out about his reaction to the Department of Justice Inspector General report that found the FBI had plenty of evidence to open the Russia investigation and that they did it properly and there was no bias. Uh, interesting choice of words calling Chris Ray his current director of the FBI. That's like introducing your husband as your first husband. Uh, I'm <laughs> yeah, like, I used to do what that. What does that say about you? <laughs> this is my first husband. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. <laughs> No, um, no multiple husband shaming. That's fine. <laughs> no, I, right? I'm on number two. How many do you want? <laughs> That's why it's funny. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, two, three at the same time? Get it. Uh, I'm concerned for, well, I think it's illegal, but you know. You know what I mean. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm concerned for Chris Ray's longevity, though, as well as Inspector oh, General totally. Horowitz. Yeah. They're, I think their jobs are in danger. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with that. And Chris Ray told ABC, uh, this is the current, uh, the first husband of the FBI, Quote, actions described in this report um, that he considered unacceptable and unrepresentative of who we are as an institution, but it's important that the inspector general found that in this particular instance, the investigation was opened with appropriate predication and authorization. He also pushed back on, on the deep state bullshit, saying, I think this is the kind of label that's a disservice to the men and women who work at the FBI, who I think tackle their jobs with professionalism, with rigor, with objectivity, and with courage. So that's not a term I would ever use to describe our workforce, and I think it's an affront to them. So Ray has more chutzpah than Pompeo, who refused to stand up for his team members like Masha Yovanovitch in the face of Trump's smear campaign against her. But despite Ray's characterization of the findings and that he said there were sufficient articulable facts to open the investigations and that he does not think the FBI unfairly targeted the president, Barr has different ideas and is not only contradicting his own FBI director, but his inspector general as well. This is unprecedented. Jordan, you have this story. Yep, he's coming out super publicly, did a really public interview on MSNBC. Um, or was it just NBC? I think it was MSNBC. It was just, yeah, it was MSNBC, right? With Peter. 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 Peter, the wolf. <laughs> okay, Werewolf sorry. bar mitzvah. Um, Spooky, scary, <laughs> creepy. Ooh, what song is that? It's from 30 Rock. I like that very much. Do you know the 30 Rock Nightshees song? Yeah. <laughs> if you can't tell, we're re-watching again. I sing this all the time when I'm getting night cheese. The night cheese? Yeah. Like, I'll go to my kitchen at, like, 11 p.m. to have a little secret string cheese. And yeah. I'll be like, working on my night cheese. Yeah. Secret string Well, it's not secret at all. Joelle knows about it. She's like, get your night cheese, babe. <laughs> and, the, and the sex Pop-Tart. I'm always like, where was this Pop-Tart? It's uh, so funny. Anyway. Um, okay. So, yes. Uh, Barr's coming out. And he is 
pretty much at this point entirely discrediting Horowitz's findings. Mm. Uh, the findings specifically that ultimately wound up undermining Trump's talking points and all the Republicans' talking points. But in an interview on Tuesday, Barr said that he thinks the FBI acted in bad faith. <laughs> bad faith, he's saying. Uh, said that not only were they acting in such a disgrace to the Department of Justice. Yeah, it really is. And he's not only saying that they were acting in and bad. And fuck him for making me, a bleeding heart liberal, stand up for the goddamn Department of Justice. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. I know. I have some like comments written in here when I had to like erase them because I'm like, I don't really feel that way, but like I do right now. Yeah. yeah. And we'll get there. But uh, he said he's saying that not only did they act in bad faith when they opened the investigation into Russian collusion uh, and just hacking, meddling, whatever, take your pick at all the shit they did, uh, but when throughout, throughout entirely, he said the whole thing, whole thing he thinks was in bad faith, in the beginning, middle, and end. Um, it's really, really shocking, like you said, to hear all of these, th- these things that, that he's saying. Uh, here's a quote that is scary. I think our nation was turned on its head for three years based on a completely bogus narrative that was largely fanned and hyped by a completely irresponsible press. I think there were gross abuses and inexplicable behavior that is intolerable in the FBI. <laughs> Says the guy who wrote the four-page memo yes. characterizing the Mueller inf- findings. Yes. And He's... and frankly, if I were in the CIA or the FBI right now, I would be pissed. Absolutely. off. And I wouldn't be surprised if we, in the next coming weeks, maybe after the break, maybe a little bit this week, if we didn't start seeing some, uh, oh, resistance news uh, breaking about, uh, uh, you know, inappropriate steps taken by Bill Barr. And according to sources who choose to remain anonymous, mm-hmm. um, officials, sources, you know, anonymous officials from mm-hmm. the FBI, why would you... F- fuck with the fbi and the cia he's fucking with the intelligence community he's fucking with the press so the media he's fucking with all of the textbook things that a fucking dictator attacks Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's a it's textbook it's you're so right it's it's like dictator 101 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah he basically um I mean, it just all continues in in ways that you could predict. But he goes on to say that Horowitz essentially didn't look hard enough, uh, and that what the FBI it's said. Five hundred page report. Yeah, and he said that Horowitz fucked up by taking what the FBI said at face value, which is such a concept for them, isn't it? Just oh, you did. You mean you mean you listened to your intelligence community? What an idiot! Yeah. What a fool. Nobody takes Trump by what he says at face value, right? I yes. mean, yeah. that's just unheard of. I mean, people just being distrusting of the intelligence community, th- those are typically, that is typically a position that is only held by those that truly are fucked over by it yeah. in, in, in like unjust ways, right? Right. For example, I, I don't know, largely, I mean, over time, FBI does not have a f- super fantastic okay. history. Yeah, exactly. Mostly people of color and underserved communities that are getting um, kind of very much stepped on by these agencies, but they're trying to clean up and they've made lots of changes over time. And 100%, irrespective of that, the White House itself is always supposed to have a trusting relationship with the (laughs) FBI, with the CIA, with the DNI, all of these 
facets of the intelligence community it's so essential for them to have a trusting relationship with them and the fact that he's putting his distrust of them on blast like this to the american people is basically sending out a flare like hey don't believe anything anyone tells you except me and trump and trump yeah and the people that are associated with us it's yeah. fucking terrifying yeah <sighs> all he said was uh <clears throat> He said, um, basically, that he was given, Horowitz was given an explanation by the FBI and then just didn't find anything that contradicted that and that he just stopped That's there. That's what an investigation works. Right? It's like that. You ask them, they tell you, you look into it, and if you don't have any contradictory evidence, that's what you go with. That's basic. Mm-hmm. And he also says that he hasn't decided the issue of improper motive. Yeah, and also, didn't he say something about wearing wires again? People making people wear wires and shit? He's still on this spot. Nobody wired anyone. Mm -hmm. And now he's saying that I think we have to wait until the full investigation is done. It's uh, done. That's going to be a total manufactured right. investigation now. I'm not I'm not looking forward to this Durham bullshit. Exactly, and that's yeah. what I was just going to end on, is that he's saying that John Durham, the U.S. attorney, um, U.S. attorney John Durham is going to have the last say, basically, in all of this. It's bullshit, Durham. It is, it's yeah. Durham. Yeah, I mean Horowitz was working on this for like what two years. Yeah, so and that's him, his own Inspector General. Yeah, in his own FBI mm -hmm. with the director appointed by Trump. Mm -hmm. Yeah, after he fired Comey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a quote that stuck out to me from his interview was. He said, and we have to remember in today's world, presidential campaigns are frequently in contact with foreign persons, and indeed, most campaigns there are signs of illegal foreign money coming in. Like, yep. Once again, it's this just baseless claim that corruption is cool now. Right. That it's fine. It's normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's uh, really bad. Super, super dark. Mm -hmm. Really, really dark times. Well, yeah. I have something good to tell you. Oh, hey. yay. <laughs> right, on <laughs> the other, right on the other side of this break, it's all good news. Oh, <gasps> holy crap. I can't even imagine that. Holy I shit. did this on purpose. Because oh. yesterday was like, meh, and that story was like, fuck, and then this thing like, Damn it. So now all good news on the, on the other side of the break. Up, update on Rick Gates. Yes. Today's schadenfreude from Tish James, New York. You're going to love it. Yes. Um, some very good news about an immigrant seeking life-saving treatment. You'll definitely want to stick around for that. So mm -hmm. we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's AG. The holidays are upon us. And if you're like me, you're looking for thoughtful, unique gift ideas. And you definitely need to check out Society6. Um, this is my new lifesaver. It's my new go-to. It's an online marketplace with a huge selection of products designed by independent artists from around the world. It is the perfect place to find one-of-a-kind gifts while supporting like global creative community. And I, I, I absolutely am in love with this. From decor and home goods to bedding and furniture, you are sure to find the perfect gift for everyone on your list. They, send, um, they just sent a gift box here to the studio so I could see for myself. The individually designed items were featured on really high quality materials using, I got this like amazing like Black Panther pillow with this neat lady on it. Really cool artistic design. I got a geometric pastel throw, throw blanket. We call it Wibby in my house that I love. You guys, you call them Wibbies too, don't you, Amanda? And yeah, Wibbies. Um, we have a beautifully wrapped art print tied with twine and a lovely catalog with other designs from real artists around the world. Uh, I used to rack my brain to find the right gifts for my family, but now I can just go to Society6 and explore affordable and unique art and then get it either as a framed piece or print it on a wide array of premium goods. Uh, I never know what to buy. So, for example, I never know what to get for my Aunt Pat. She's uh, kind of a hippie. We call her Pat Chuli. <laughs> but I just found her this beautiful warm comforter on Society6 with custom-designed tie-dye pattern, perfect for mellowing out her home or bringing out to the next hacky sack drum circle. 
Uh, with Society6, you choose what you love. They custom make it to order and ship it directly to you. You'll find amazing gifts for friends and family while empowering creativity across the world. And that's really big for me. You're really helping support creators globally. Um, and every purchase supports independent artists. So give thoughtful and unique gifts this holiday season with Society6. You can get 30% off, 30% off in free shipping when you use our code DAILYBEANS at s6.co slash pod. That's S as in Sam, the number six, dot C-O, slash pod, and use promo code DAILYBEANS. Society6, design your everyday with art you love. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's time for the All Good News C Block. So the Department of Justice yesterday asked for an additional day to file their sentencing memo in the Rick Gates case, but Gates's lawyers filed theirs and asked for zero jail time and said it's our understanding that additional and specific details concerning the extent of Mr. Gates's cooperation have been set forth in a sealed addendum to the government's sentencing memorandum and 5K1 motion. So apparently there's a, a sealed addendum. It's too sensitive to be shown to the public, but it's clear the government is not done with Rick Gates. Mm. Uh, I was hoping to see an indictment today, mm-hmm. but uh, so far nothing unless it happened while we were recording. But the, pro- the prosecutors got their sentencing memo in um, today. Ooh. And in there, they also recommend or ask for no jail time for his extraordinary assistance. And this is the government. Yeah, I'm saying extraordinary assistance in the Mueller investigation, which could be conditioned on what they are saying are several matters that did not get made public in their addendum. Gates has testified in the trials of Manafort, Greg Craig, and Roger Stone so far, and despite being offered pardons by Manafort and money by others, <laughs> he stood steadfast in his willingness to be completely candid with the government. So what ongoing and sealed matters do you think he's helping with? Mm. Several. Ooh. Mm. Several. Several as in just different instances or or straight up several different cases? Several cases. Damn. All right. Here's a hint. He worked on the inaugural. Mm -hmm. Tom (laughs) Barrick. Yeah, your fantasy indictment hero. Oh my God, I've waited so long. Well then, yeah, probably just a bunch of foreign money funneling then. Brady? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Prince, maybe. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Okay. Fuck yeah. All right. So these Trump are still org. ongoing investigations. Um, nobody not. said anything about Barr quashing them or they're being held up or anything like that. I don't know. But these are uh, presumably part of those 12 redacted cases in Appendix D from the Mueller report that got pushed on to other agencies. Hmm. What about partisan Freeman stuff? Well, I don't know, because I was thinking Giuliani. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I was trying to figure out when Rick Gates and Giuliani would have crossed paths, and I don't put them together. Yeah, as much as I put like Broidy and Barack and or Barrett Barrick mm-hmm. Barrick, mm-hmm. and uh, all that Trump inaugural shit together. That Wolcroft lady who got twenty six million dollars. That was like, right. if we get audited, we're fucked. <laughs> um, that lady. What about uh, stuff with like? shell companies and banks like Deutsche Bank stuff. What's the other thing? Wasn't he a deputy finance director at the RNC? Mm. Another Broidy connection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think so. I don't know. Look up uh, Rick Gates RNC and see if, 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 if there's a connection there. Anywhere that money was transferred in a sketchy way and potentially involved a foreign entity, I feel like he could conceivably maybe Well, have how much foreign like... money came in from the inaugural? You right. know, through the yeah. inaugural. Yeah. No RNC? Um, I'm just looking I think you're, here. I, that sounds right to me. What about, um? do you know how many ties or ha- if any? Because I know Wynn was and I know Broidy was and I know, but I thought Rick Gates was. Yeah, I don't see anything specifically about working with the RNC um, for Rick Gates. 
Yeah, maybe it wasn't. Yeah. No. Republican lobbyist Rick Davis, manager, campaign manager, Manafort's deputy. He worked on John McCain's campaign in 2008. Interesting. RNC paid company in Mueller indictment for Trump campaign. Paul Manafort and his associate Rick Gates received funds from the Republican National Committee. So he received funds from the Republican National Committee, but he's not, I don't, doesn't look like he's been on it. Gotcha. Hmm. So he's associated with it. So that could be. Hmm. 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 Anyway, so many options. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. It says he met, he met, (laughs) says he met with um, investigators more than 50 times. Yeah. For over 500 hours. God damn. He testified in three trials. That guy's an MVP if he wasn't such a piece of shit. And he committed to all of his <laughs> own crimes. Um, and he's actually uh, been taking care of... Here's a nice little side story. He's been taking care of his wife and his children. His wife was diagnosed with breast cancer last oh. year. Oh, God. Is she okay? Um, as of right now, I think so. He's been he's been taking care of her. Um, so... Yeah, there's a there's a quote here from. Um, but he also cheated on her several times. And, yeah. and stole a bunch of money from Manafort to pay for that. So. Um, fucking shithead. This God is from. Damn. But the, yeah, the government was like, you yeah, know, we're not. Yeah. Priests. He he cooperated a shitload. Right. Yeah, this is from NBC Los Angeles, and it says, in short, under exceedingly difficult circumstances and under intense public scrutiny, Gates has worked earnestly to provide the government with everything it has asked of him and has fulfilled all obligations under his plea agreement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and we do know that Manafort told him, don't flip, because yep. uh, Trump is going to pardon us. Mm-hmm. And he also was apparently offered money, uh, but they didn't say from who, hmm. to not flip. And why that person wasn't brought up on... Witness tampering charges. I right. don't know, but that could be one of those ongoing mm-hmm. cases. Mm-hmm. Ah, ding ding. Yeah. Well, that'll be exciting to see what those. But are. you, you know, you can't indict the president, and if it was the president, yeah, you know. But I'm sure it was probably uh, Dowd. <laughs> you know, not not the president directly. It was probably one of the president's lawyers as part of that joint defense agreement. Yeah. I wonder if, with all of this stuff happening, Democrats in Congress are also just like, let's just let the tendrils continue to spread out and have this stuff just be taken care of in mm-hmm. st- the states or, or like other federal courts, yeah. not not in Congress. Yeah, and here, here's so another one. Much shit. Here's another one too, Hannity. Um, mm-hmm. If you think, you remember the Manity text, the Manafort Hannity texts, we called the Manity text. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and they were talking about this and that How and who's going to do what. And, and, everything. and I, I wonder if Hannity didn't talk to Gates too. That could be, he could be part of a target. Yeah. Hannity could have offered him money. Hannity could have offered him a pardon on behalf of Trump and he could be in trouble. Mm-hmm. Wow. Anyway. Oh, that's that's just justice porn. Just dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> Here's some more good news too. It's time for some Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. <laughs> this is so good. Excellent Schadenfreude for you today from the Washington Post. Trump has to pay two million dollars in court-ordered damages for misusing funds in the Trump Foundation, his tax-exempt charity he controlled, according to the New York Attorney General Tish James. Trump was sued in 2018 by Tish James, who alleged the president had illegally used funds to buy giant portraits of himself, pay off his business legal fees, and help his 2016 campaign, all against the law. Uh, the $2 million in damages? Tish James is splitting it up and paying it to eight charities, including the Army Emergency Relief, the Children's Aid Society, City Meals on Wheels, Give an Hour, Martha's Table, the United Negro College Fund, 
the United Way, and the U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum. Cool. The foundation, uh, the Trump Foundation will be shuttered, and Trump must agree to special supervision by the courts if he ever wants to operate a charity in New York again. Gosh. Holy done. shit. That feels so good, right? That wow. feels very good. $2 million he has to pay for being a fuckface, and she split it up eight ways amongst eight great charities, and I think that that's totally amazing. And I, I feel like the charities were a little sort of nice. Oh, twists, totally. You 100, know? yeah. Absolutely. So good. Tish James is awesome. Yes. She said here, charity is not a means to an end, and this is why these damages speak to the president's abuse of power and represent a victory for nonprofits that follow the law. Funds have finally gone where they deserve to eight credible charities. (laughs) (laughs) She's so good. I know. Yeah. And uh, Jordan, good news from Mercury News. Uh, Yes. So there is a... This is such a really, really good story. And and it's it's one that I think Maddow's been following for for quite a while, too. Mm -hmm. Um, So Isabel Bueso, who is... um, She's 24 years old. She's a woman who lives in Concord. And she is seriously ill. Um very very ill facing a really rare and life-threatening disease and a decision was just made that's going to allow her to stay in the country so she can receive those absolutely critical and necessary treatments for at least two more years yeah and this goes back to that case where there were 33 immigrants trump just decided to shut down a law by executive order where we had 33 immigrants here on life-saving treatments that were part of research programs Mm -hmm. Uh, and he was going. He basically sent them all letters and said, "You, you all have to go home." Mm-hmm. And they all sh- appeared in Congress. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she comes from Guatemala, and she immigrated to the U.S. over 15 years ago, just as a really young girl. She's only 24 years old, so she was nine when she came here then, uh, and. She came here to receive that life-saving medical treatment. So the fact that she was facing again deportation is just absolutely—it's it, such a sick group for Trump to target. They would all be deported back to a country they don't know, where languages they don't likely speak, and they would die. Right, and that they left because they couldn't get the care that they needed. So, mm-hmm. and we had this great program where we combine research programs with uh, the idea of bringing immigrants in to help them help them live a life here, contribute to our society, while we learn and add to our body of scientific knowledge about their treatment and how we're treating them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she is part of a clinical study, and she's getting these uh, weekly treatments that are um, covered by private medical insurance, and are they're really like experimental, and um, hopefully with will face continued success in her case and in other people's cases as well. So that's a really, really nice note to yeah. end on. <clears throat> and hats off to Congress for staying on top of that because mm-hmm. they were questioning and questioning and grilling. And um, I think it was, it might have been Cipollone. He was, he was like, well, you know, all right, you know, we'll let him stay. And and so then what weeks went by and they had to write him another letter. These people still haven't heard anything. Mm-hmm. They're still just every day. And, and that is terrifying to mm-hmm. not know, just to be like, not to, to have to go to bed at night and not know if you're going to be deported the next day and die. And this will kill you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so just, you know, Congress hung in there. They kept on it. They kept pursuing it. They kept making sure that they kept their word, that the Trump administration kept their word that they would allow um, these immigrants, these patients, these medical refugees to, mm-hmm. to stay uh, and keep receiving their life-saving treatment and keep, you know, adding to the body of knowledge of American life-saving medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's just a 
fantastic program and a beautiful idea. And, yeah, absolutely. And to want to just cut it off is the most ignorant shit I've ever heard in my whole life. So it benefits us all to for them to be able to connect this research with people. So. Yes. Yeah. In like nine ways. Absolutely. Um, she said in a written statement that came out today, while the past few months have been trying on both me and my family, it has also been incredible to receive such an outpouring of love and support from people all over the country. That's so wonderful. Yeah. I'm so glad that she got her notice and I hope all 33 people get theirs too. Mm-hmm. I hope they stay on it. Seems like they will. Seems like they have been. So that is the all good news C block. I hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, I'm going to try to do that more often because it's so much yeah. so much better ending on an up note. Last night we were like, womp, womp. Uh, I hope, well, I guess we got to fix her up or now. That's fun, right? That's like the best I could come up with. It was pretty good, but mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing like this kind of shit. So I'm, I'm going to work on that from now on because I think it's uh, good for all of us to end on a sweet note like that. So yeah. any final thoughts? No, none for me. That was that was good. I, I like that. We should we should pack the the final block with some positive stories more often. I do like, like that. the compliment sandwich that we ask our our listeners for <laughs> yeah, on corrections, right? Show. Oh yeah, we should yeah. do the whole show like oh, that. Yeah, that's a good idea. So it's like good stuff at the beginning, good stuff just like they do on local news. The pack all at the, the end. depressing shit in the middle. Yeah, yeah exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Like in local news, they're like, here are some dogs after telling you about devastating wildfires. So it'd be really fun too to try to find positive stories on really horribly negative news days. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To look for positive stories about like pressing political shit that gives us hope in the dark. Yeah. There's got to be agencies or groups or something that does that. Just compiles. Pull the news. Feel from, stories. Pull the news from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny. I found that Americans really don't like when I give them like real talk on how bad Canadian politics are because it like ruins their happiness. It ruins their little happy bubble of thinking it's a place they can escape to when nothing bad ever happens. Uh, 100%. Yeah. They're like, don't even imagine greener grass. That's fucking shitty. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah, they hate it. So I I don't do that anymore. I'm like, it's not all sunshine and roses at home. And they're like, I don't want to hear it. It is. It's all puppy dogs and everything's coming (laughs) up roses. And that's just how it's going to be. I do a pretty good awful murder. Yeah, that's not bad. (laughs) Also, who did you say your um, your, your, uh, silk robe beautiful muumu? Yes. 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 I now wear caftans. For everyone out there, wine and caftans. Mrs. Roper. Mrs. Roper, yes. She she had to look her up. She was like, oh, yep, that's you. I walked in for recording so today good. and AG just looked like she was like straight out of the 70s. It was great. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. She does match the decor of your house perfectly too. Yeah, yes. that's the 60s. But mm-hmm. it's cool. I Close forgive enough. you. It's mm-hmm. so far away from you. I wasn't alive yet. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Neither was I. <clears throat> <laughs> All right. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. Um, and it's almost <laughs> the 20s, Charles. <laughs> My uh, my final thought is uh, correcting myself before you all send emails on my Thomas Paine, uh, Jonathan Swift, Unmoral, and Snafu to clear things up. Thomas Paine is American. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Swift is Irish. Mm-hmm. And Unmoral Ends was from Cicero. So I couldn't have possibly gotten all of those things more <laughs> You're wrong. You're doing fucking great, Jordan. <laughs> yeah. All over the country. You should write I, uh, a combo. The, country, the globe. Jesus. By Cicero <laughs> Swift Payne called On Moral Babies and just have it about. And add think, Dante in there. Why the fuck not? Yeah. On, on Moral Babies. Right. I think that's what I wanted to be what existed in my brain. So I tried to make it so. But mm-hmm. um, yes. There you all go. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, yeah, and, and I, I there was a correction to a correction. It was General Chang. 
uh, not Chancellor Gorkon, who ah. was constantly quoting Shakespeare in Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. There we go. Still so far away from the Wrath of Khan, but nice. anyway, that's my final thought. Sorry, Star Trek nerds, I love you. I'm really, really, really steeped in Star Trek, and I, I sorry, I just glossed over that. Right. <laughs> There's always Chang. people like me that don't know Scrape's anything got an eye patch you're talking about. And it's riveted into his head. It doesn't oh. even have like a strap. He just drills Whoa. it right into his fucking head. Three points. Ding, ding, ding. Interesting. I feel like I should take the holiday season to become a Star Trek fan. It's one of those shows I've thought I, I would always like, but never made the time to watch it, because I love campy sci-fi shit, yeah. which never... I don't know. I've never watched the first two seasons of the original Star Trek. Okay, yes. I have. You seen, can do that over the holiday. Yeah. Totally. That that is the one iteration of Star Trek that I have watched, and mm-hmm. I really love it. It's okay. very actually, very more like very morally, It is very progressive. For the sixties, incredibly progressive, and um, yeah, a lot of like thought experiments as present as premises for the shows. Mm. Love it. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Mwah. Yeah, you'll be going. What is money? Yes, it's a lot of <laughs> metaphysic stuff. I already think that. No, I know. Lousy <laughs> old dipsy doodle. <laughs> dipsy doodle. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. I'm going to do this uh, happy C block uh, or D block, depending on how many blocks we have from now on. I think I like the I think I like the good news sandwich show. So um, thank you so much, everyone. Please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of your mental health. Take care of the planet. I've been AG. I've been Jordan Coburn. I've been Amanda Reader. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is executive produced and directed by A.G. and Jordan Coburn and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager, executive assistant, production and social media direction is Amanda Reeder. Fact-checking and research by A.G., Jordan Coburn, and Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com. <laughs>